Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our show, Higher Self Voice, created and hosted by Janet Richmond. My name is Dana Dvorak, and I will be your host for today since Janet is traveling, and she asked me very graciously to substitute for her today. She will be back again for next week for the next Wednesday show, so you will have her back. Um, I just want to say first that I'm very happy and very honored to be there, but also I'm very nervous because this is my first time to be a host. So please, everybody, bear with me um, if the show doesn't go as smoothly as you used to, especially if there are any technical glitches because I'm totally technically challenged. So even though I have the wonderful Kathy here who is the technical support, I still have to um, let you guys, callers, who have questions on air. So if I by mistake disconnect you, it is not intentionally, and please call right back. Now, uh, first of all, I would like to tell you a little bit um, about myself. I am an animal communicator and healer. So basically, I will connect with your animal and I will find out their feelings, what they like, what they are really lacking, what um, if they have any illness, if they suffer from pain. And also, I will communicate to your animal your concerns and your questions. Um, I also communicate with animals who passed over during my um, career. I I was able to pass many messages from our beloved pets who um, departed and um, I was able to pass messages from their grieving parents back and forth. So, If there is anything uh, more you want to find out about me and about my work, you are welcome to go on my website, which is www.danadvorakanimalcommunicator.com. I will spell it slowly, which is www.danadvorakanimalcommunicator.com. C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-O-R.com. Now, um, I originally am from Czech Republic, a former communist Czechoslovakia, and um, I grew up on a very remote, small farmhouse. And since I was a child, since I can remember, I had the ability to communicate with animals. I didn't really thought much about it because it, I thought everybody can do that. It was pretty simple. Um, since we had, it was a farm, we had a lot of animals. We had cows, pigs, goats, cats, dogs, everything, rabbits. And I didn't have any children around to play, so I would go out, play with animals, and talk to them. Now, I never really, um, again, thought much about it. 
And um, in, during the communist regimes, which was where I was growing up, um, the, any type of spirituality or anything out of norm was not encouraged. So I was kind of uh, not forthcoming with this ability to speak to animals because it was not approved of, so to speak. Um, when I um, was older, I embarked on the career of a fashion model, and I did it for many, many years. I traveled all over the world, and eventually I settled in Los Angeles. Here I start to reconnect with my spirituality and um, slowly also with uh, the animal communications again. I actually got back to the animal communicating by, um, I was kind of thrown back into it again because I have two kitties. Um, of course, I love them dearly. They are my babies. And one of them, my younger cat, his name is Chert. He um, got, he was diagnosed with urinary tract disease, which is a common disease um, in male neutered cats. He um, was on special pills, special diet, and it went away for a little bit, and then it came back, and it was just really bad. He was urinating blood. It was just really, really gruesome. I was devastated, and he was on different kind of antibiotics. The doctor just didn't know what to do with him. And in that time, so I didn't know what else to do. And so I was thinking, well, maybe I'll try to talk to him and maybe I'll try to do something. So I used the healing light, which I use basically in the animal healings. And I just connected to him. I used the healing light and I was able to cure my kitty instantly. Um, it was a kind of shocker for me, too, but he was not sick since then. I, and then things just start coming my way. My friend asked me to help with her cat, then I got other referrals, and um, now I am back to full-fledged animal communicating. Again, if you want to find more about me or about my work and my, my experiences, please go to my website. So now we have a already we have a caller here. So I will, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to put the caller on air. So hello, this is the caller. His last his phone number is the last yes. four digits are three one zero eight. So if you can, you are on the yes. air now. Yes. So if you can please yes. tell me your name and also what is what is it you're calling about. Okay, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you fine. Oh, good, good. Um, okay, my name is Robin, and um, I uh, am calling, uh, uh, well, a couple couple questions. Um, anyway, it's very nice to have you fill in for Janet mm-hmm. Richmond. This is really an interesting, um, an interesting topic. Um, I have... Uh, two questions. One, I have a bird. We Mm -hmm. actually are, um, uh, we are taking care of this bird for a friend of mine that that became homeless over a year ago. And it's a, I believe it's a canary. Okay. It's either a canary canary or a finch. And we've had her or it for about a year. And Mm -hmm. um, uh she, my friend rescued this bird when it was quite young, 
it was, I don't know, something happened. It was a wild bird. It was a baby, but it, it was hurt. And she took it in, and she had it, and she raised it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very nice bird. I'm, I'm happy with it. It sings a lot. Um, it used to sing a lot more when it first came to us. And, uh, and we have a lot of birds in our backyard, so we put the cage out on the back table, on the patio table, and kind of let her enjoy being outside. But lately, I don't know, she seems, my husband's really concerned. She, when we come by her and stuff, she, it's, it, she tweets a lot, and it's sort of a, like an angry, aggressive. Oh, when we sit down, she gets all perturbed at first, and then, you know, um, she calms down. And, uh, I mean, I know it's just a bird, but my husband gets all worried, like maybe she's sick or something or and I'm I thought maybe we're putting her outside too much and it's too much stress because the birds other birds like her do come and land on her cage sometimes and you know we thought she might like that but I'm not sure anyway um so that was my main question I do have two cats that that pass one I'm I'm gonna stop you for a second let's go first to the bird okay because you told me about her what is her name uh tweet (laughs) Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. And can you, can you just give me a little bit of um, colors on her? Like how she looks, what are her colors, so I can imagine her better. Oh, mostly she's sort of like a gray-brown. Gray-brown. Um, and, but, but then her chest and along her head and her back uh, is yellow. It's not super bright yellow. Um, her colors aren't, aren't real bright. Maybe she's a... A female. We I tend to think she's a female, but yeah, yeah there's she, definitely she's a, she's a female for sure. She's a female. Um, actually, okay, I'm talking. Um, I'm connecting with her. I'm, I'm connecting with her as we speak, and she's a very sweet bird. She was actually, you know what? It happened to her. She's telling me she had a she fall out of the nest when she was a baby. That was very traumatic for her. She likes, she tells me she likes people, but she really actually, you, you are right about your feeling that you're putting her outside too much because uh, that makes her sad and angry because she wants to be free again. She sees other birds out there and she wants to be free. I mean, she likes shoe balls. She's very appreciative. She's a very nice sweet bird. She is very appreciative. She is home, but she sees them, and her heart is aching. She still, you know, she has this wild sight in her. She still remember, you know, she sees the freedom of the other girls. And right. at least for a little bit, she would like the doors of the cage to be open. I mean, that's, uh-huh. her, that's why she gets a little bit frustrated, and that's why you come by. She's little, she gets agitated because she wants the doors to be open. Uh-huh. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, and do you uh, want to tell her something? Do I want to what? Tell her something? Yeah. Um, well, just that, you know, we we really love her and we and we love when she sings and I just want her to be happy and um and we will we let her fly around inside. Let me ask you this. Um, I mean, there are a lot of birds like her in our backyard um i mean we're not her original owner so it's not like we have the right to let her let her go would it be would it be why it would it even be wise at this point in her life to let her back into the wild 
You know, she, um, this is, I'm going to, before I ask her, I just tell you, she, I really don't know if she's going to be able to give you the answer because let, let me see, let me see here. She says she wants to try. She wants to try. She tells, she's showing me the cage doors open. I mean, she loves the freedom. And uh-huh. I thought guys love her. She is very, she's very happy with you. She loves you. But, and, but she loves the freedom. Now, and this is my own, I mean, this is not sweet talking. It's me talking now. I don't know, to be honest, because she's been caged so long. I mean, I don't know. I would imagine she might survive in the wilderness, but I'm not sure. You know, it's been her whole life she lived with people. So right, right. really kind of, you know, it is not, it is, it's something to think about before you make the decision, I think. Well, you know what I'm thinking just talking to you is maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll let her fly around the house more regularly, mm-hmm. which we do. We open the cage door and let her fly around the house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maybe I'll consider trying to get her a bigger cage and make it a little nicer for her in the cage. I don't know. With you some know, toys or something. That, something. Is, that is an excellent idea. That is a really, really excellent idea. And, you know, also I think your original idea that maybe, you know, you don't have to put her out so often. Yeah. You know, for outside so she doesn't feel, she she doesn't long for the freedom so right. much. Right. But I think, let me tell her, you're going to give her a bigger cage. She's going to help. She's okay. Gonna <laughs> Oh, she's happy. She's like she's like shaking her feathers a little. She's like hop, like hopping on that little you know on that little thing. How do you say oh. that on the little thing? What you have in a cage, so she can you know on her sitting on her seat. She's like yeah, she's very happy. She's very happy with a bigger cage. Okay. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's okay. so helpful. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. That's, so that's what really is, great. What is, about your, what is about your kitties now? Let's go to the kitties. Well, I I've had two wonderful cats. Um, uh, my my older cat passed quite a while ago. Unfortunately, he got uh, eaten by coyotes, and I did connect with him once. My, more recently, last September, my mm-hmm. other cat uh, she died of old age, and um, you know, so she had a good long life, and I, I just miss her. So much, and she was so attached to to me and to us, and I just I just want to be sure she's in a safe place and happy and on the other side. Okay, so if you want to give me a name of your kitties, both of them, and just describe them, so I can I can connect to their spirit. Okay, well the 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 recent one that passed um, just last year is Callie. Callie, okay. she was a, a, a girl, white with uh, kind of light orange uh, markings, calico cat, a girl. And the other, the older cat was uh, uh, Gizmo, Gizmo, okay. dark, dark, large, very large cat. Okay. So let me just, I'm going to be quiet for a little bit. I know it's not, you're not supposed to be quiet on the radio, but I have, I'm going to connect. So just bear with me, okay? Of course, of yeah. course, of course. Okay, so here it is. I'm talking to um, Kali first. She's okay. a 
seems like she's a smaller, bright, very bright spirit. And she is, obviously, yes, she's new in the spirit world. So she's kind of, she's saying she's very happy, and she, but she misses you guys very much. She's new to the being on the other side, so she's not really kind of used to it so much. Now, I'm seeing big, bigger, much bigger spirit, which is uh, Gizmo. He's there with uh-huh. her. And um, she's telling what, me, he's, he's, he's there with her. Yes, oh. yes, he's there with her. And um, he is helping her to kind of get adjusted on the other side. He's been there longer, so he is more used to it. Um, He says to her that um, they have a lot of to learn, so they're going to stay on the other side for a while because they have a lot of to learn. Yeah, she's very much, uh, Kali seems to, she was very attached to you. And uh, she's, she's telling me, she, she says, I still miss, I still miss my mommy. Oh, yeah. She, Gizmo seems yeah. a little more, um, he's a little bit more independent. And it's almost like yeah. he protects her. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's exactly, that's exactly how they were. Um, you know, when they were here, too. He's telling me yeah. he was waiting for her there because now he can show her where to go and there is much oh. to learn for both of them. So basically what he's saying to me is that they are going to stay on the other side for a while before they're going to come back here. But they will, they will stay there together. It seems like there was a bond between them, very good bond between those two kiddies. Oh, good. Yeah, they weren't brother and sister. The uh, Gizmo's sister passed very quickly, and then we got Callie, and uh, um, and then they they lived together for a long time. So, well, that's mm-hmm. good. And you know what? Oh, that's really nice. Well, tell them both. I I miss them, and I love them, and I'm I'm glad to hear they're they're safe and they're doing well on the other side. Okay. Okay, I'm done. They say the same. They love you. They love you too, and that if you ever want to talk to them, just call their names, and they will come with okay. you. Oh, that's nice. And that brings up one last question. You know, I've heard some conflicting conflicting things about whether our pets reincarnate or not. Some okay. people say they don't. They only live once, and then they have they stay on the other side. And others, I've heard, say they do reincarnate. Reincarnate. Okay. Well, from my experience, um, just and I'm speaking strictly from what I experience with my uh, animal readings. Um, definitely, the pets reincarnate. However, it, it's very indiv- individual. It depends on each spirit because some of the pets spirits are already old souls and they don't really need to come back again. They already learn everything. They can stay on the other side. Some of them are young souls. They're coming back. They need more experiences. So there is not a rule that they're going to reincarnate or not. It all depends. Each animal spirit is different. It's very much people. It's the spirit. Truthfully to be told, the spirit is a spirit. I mean, there is no really difference. And the only difference is in the physical body. The spirit is the same. You know, it's so, so it, some of them incarnate like, and some of them not so fast, and some of them just move on to the different higher area. So it, it varies. 
Uh huh. I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. Uh, I've enjoyed talking to you so much, and I appreciate your message and filling in for Janet. And um, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you, and I'm glad I could help you. And then I will now put you off the air, but you can still listen to the show, okay? Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, now we're going to have another caller. I'm, gonna, I'm going to put him on the air. The phone number, the last four digits are 1141. So here we go. Hello. You are on the air now, so can you tell me your name? Lucky. Oh, hi, Lucky. How are you? So um, (laughs) I have to, um, I'm going to introduce you because actually for everybody, um, Lucky is uh, one of my clients and actually his kitty, Mango, is uh, my client. And I did a session on Mango a while ago and um, Lucky kindly agreed that he might call for the follow-up session and we can do that here on the air. Um, I don't... I, didn't, I don't think I mentioned that when I do my readings for animals, I do um, the first session, the full-fledged session. And then this uh, session also includes a free follow-up, which I do um, in a few days later, or depending on the need of the pet. So now here, um, Lucky and Mango, this is going to be the follow-up session. Now, Lucky, I, I want to ask you, um, do you have any questions for Mango? Since, you know, we're speaking, I, we might as well take advantage of that. Um, the only thing I was curious about is he has a lot of freedom, but yet he still walks around the house and he cries, these funny sounds that he makes. And I found that when he does that, it means he wants me to take him outside or he wants me to do something because but then I'm not home sometimes, and he doesn't even know that, and he still walks around the house crying. Okay. Not okay. crying, but he makes a funny noise. Funny noise. Okay. All right, so I will ask that. And also, for uh, just for other listeners, if with your permission, I would li- say a little bit more about Mango, if it's okay, before I start? Sure. Okay, thank you. So Mango is this beautiful um, red kitty with the white um, markings. He's very, if you see him, you would, you know, he's, he's really, really gracious. He's very pretty and he looks very soft and gentle. So when I connected to him, though, um, I found out that Mango is actually quite a um, streetwise guy. He speaks very funny, very, like he has a very strong sense of humor. He's very sarcastic and he's very, very opinionated. He loves his daddy, and he's very protective of him, so he really doesn't want pretty much anybody go near. And he's, he's one of the most wittiest and funniest kitties I spoke to. So I just want uh, people to know that, uh, you know, this is the kitty who I'm going to be connecting with. So now I'm going to be uh, quiet for a little bit, and I'm going to connect to our mango. Mango is okay. So Mango is here. He's telling me um, that he does enjoy. He loves going outside. It seems like he's been going out more than usual, and he just loves being out. He's telling me there is a new cat around there somewhere. It's like a white cat with black markings, and he is like he's not liking the cat too much. Um, he also is 
saying that he does not like. I don't know if you. It seems like you um try to give him some different food to eat instead of his treats and his dry food, and he's not. He said it was not too tasty. Um. Then I'm gonna ask him the question: Why he is? Uh, why is he crying when he's at home? He's well, he's telling me that when he wants you, he's very attached to you, um, Lucky. He really is, you know, extremely attached. He loves you and he really wants to be with you very much. And he would love you to go out with him so he can show you how, you know, what a great cat he is, how he, he would like to take you out, basically. He would like you to walk out with him and just keep him company because, um, that way, it would be kind of like a male bonding for him. And um, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Last and, uh, night we went out. You, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Last night we went out, and I live at the beach, and he went clear out to the water, which he's never done before. And he just stared at the ocean and watched the waves come in for a while, and then he just took off full speed across the beach. I didn't know they could cats could run so fast. Yeah, they, they, they do. Well, he was also, you know, again, he really, he's a very, very um, incredible cat. And he really enjoys time with you. So he also, when you come out with him, he loves to show off. He likes to show you, you know, what he can do and how he is, you know, how he's really the man about the neighborhood. And um, <laughs> I love talking about <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I Isn't said that sounds about right for him. He loves to show off. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask him also why he, why, he mails, why he makes these funny noises even if you're not home, right? You said he does it even if you're not around. You're right. Okay. He says um, that it is just he makes, he, he talks to basically to um Kind of like let everybody who is listening to know that he is the boss of the house when you're not home. And this is his house, his and yours. And that, uh, you know, but if you're not home, he takes care of the house and nobody is to mess with him. Okay. Well, that, that sounds all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It does show up a lot when I have dates come over. He gets very crazy runs around and jumps and flips and shows off a lot. Yes, he, it's his way to say that he basically, um, yes, he's the you know main guy there. And that also, I did told you that before, that he is very protective of you and he really doesn't want to share you with anybody. So he kind of showing off to um, when you have your dates that, you know, they can never be as good as he is. That basically they cannot really measure to him, in the, and he still will be the very first in your affections. How <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, is there anything? Can do um, you have any more questions for him? Well, I think that 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 was my main one, and I appreciate your help. It's been very nice talking to you about mango. Of course, same here, and. Uh, you know, he's telling me he still haven't gotten his uh, dark blue color. 
Yes, he loves his new blue collar. Yes, he does. Okay, but no, it's, he says it's it's not dark enough. Oh, it's not dark enough. Oh. No, he says it's not well, dark I... enough. He, he says he wants a really dark one. I mean, you know, cats, I mean, animals in general, they're very specific about what they want. Like, I have to say, he's showing me, it's very dark. It's like navy, but very, very dark, dark blue. Well, that's good to know. I'll see where I can find him one. He's very specific about that because, um, again, animals are very particular. They see colors. They have their preferences. And they, when they want something, they really exactly know what they want. <laughs> so I think, yes, that navy blue. It has to be dark. And he said he doesn't want any, like, um, I don't think he likes, like, uh, jingly stuff on his color. Yeah, so I took that off. Okay. I took all the jingly off. Yeah, he said the name tag. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Just his name tag. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, he's he's very he's happy about it, but he still would like the color. He's he's basically set on the navy blue color. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, right. Donna. Mm, thank you so much for calling in Lucky. It was a pleasure talking to you in person, finally. <laughs> Finally, yes, and thank you again, and maybe we can talk again soon. Absolutely, and uh, thank you. Thank you for calling in, and hugs to Mango from, from me, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, I will. Bye. Okay, so now we have another caller who I'm going to put on, and that is a phone number which is um, starting, ending with 5311. So here uh, we are. Okay, hello. Please tell me your name and um, just tell me what you're calling about. Hello. Yes. Hello, uh, yes. Donna. Yes. Uh, my name is Mark. I I had emailed you a few months ago about my little dog Zoe that just passed. Yes, I know. Hi, Mark. How are you? We never. Hi, honey. How are you? And I'm and I wanted to give to you um, and to take this time to speak with you, but also I, I probably will have more questions later on and, and, and talk to you later, but um, the, the, I, I wanted to ask you when she, um, the night that she passed, I was not able to get to the hospital when she died, mm-hmm. and I just, I just want really to know that she wasn't in pain and, and you know, if she was if she felt alone or she was afraid or, you know, I just feel yeah. terrible that I, that I didn't get there in time. And, and I guess I wanted to have you see if you could give me any insight as to how she felt. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I, I, I will, I will connect to her. Um, and I will, um, and I know it's a little Zoe, so I, uh, it's a little Chihuahua, right? I'm just saying that for our listeners. Yeah, exactly. So, Exactly. She's a little cute chihuahua. Her name is Zoe, and she passed away a few, I want to say a few months ago, right? Um, yes. So, okay, so let me um, just uh, focus, and let me just uh, get in touch with her. Oh, here she is. She is such a sweet, sweet spirit. She is very small, and even her spirit is very small, but very, very bright and very energetic. 
She says, don't worry, Mark, about that. You didn't got it. No, it was fine. She said she didn't have a pain. She, it, was, it was the way um, to, you know, she wanted to experience that way of passing over. It was, that was written for her before she came to this world. It was one of her, um, one of her um, I don't want to say missions, one of her experiences she needed to, to go through. So absolutely, it was not your fault. She loves you very much, and you gave her a wonderful life. She said she was so happy. She's showing me you guys played. She, she seems like she had a lot of energy when she was, uh, when she was um, in her physical body. And I just have, she has so much love for you. I, my heart is like, I can feel it in my heart. It's just really, oh, she was very, very loving dog. And uh, she says she's uh, very happy now where she is. She's content. She's there with her um, big sister. There is another doggy which uh, passed over, right? Yes, yes, Shaya. Yeah, Shaya passed a year before she did, before mm-hmm. Zoe. And that um, seems to me a more mature spirit. It's almost like she's her sister. She's our bigger friend, you know, like somebody who will protect her and guide her. Um, Zoe was a young spirit. She's, she really was a very young spirit. And she has one thing about her is she's very loving. She seems such a loving spirit. It amazes me how much love she, she, she radiates. Um, and she said well, she was very she was she was very sometimes she's very shy and and um she was loving but she was also very shy and and uh, timid and in the beginning you know part of that i guess just was her character but um she traveled a lot with me and um yeah we had a, we had a real strong bond and and i just she i didn't she, want her to, to leave alone that that's yeah. Um, she says she says it it was it was the way it was supposed to be and don't you know don't um, beat yourself up about it because she would you know th- this it was meant to happen that way it was part of her experience so everything okay, okay Donna, that, that makes me feel better um, much better thank you I um, one other thing is um, I just finally I just because this hit me harder than than anything has hit me in my life, which is ridiculous, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess, um, with Zoe leaving. But um, I looked at a little puppy uh, a few weeks ago, a little chihuahua, and she's, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent now because I, I, I didn't know it was the right one, and I don't know if I want to, you know, if I need some more time for me. I have, I have things I have to do, but... Um, the funny thing with this one is she was born on April 2nd and Zoe was born on February 4th. You know, it's like 2442 and I, I, I don't know if that means anything. I thought I'd, I, and I don't know if dogs, you know, if the spirits come back in through, you know, are reincarnated. I, I have no clue. Um, can you tell me anything about that? Yes, actually, it is the right dog for you because Zoe is, um, it's, um, it's not Zoe. Zoe is still on the other side. She still is learning. And she will come back, but not to your life because she says you already, you and her 
are, um, you know, you have your karmic cycle that's finished. But she's sending mm. you this logi, and she says that is the best. Uh, that is the second best you can get to her. So, <laughs> <laughs> because you will, <laughs> that's never, funny. you will never get, uh, or you will never get anybody like Zoe. She says she's kind of a little. She she's her spirit is very stanky. She's funny. Okay, so she says she will. She but this this little thing is very sweet. It's, it's very very gentle spirit, and she Zoe says this is the right dog for you because it helps you to heal. Okay, all right, honey. I just um. I, you know, and again, I, I, I'm glad I caught you today, Donna, because I, I, I don't want to talk to you, but I, I know I'm probably going to have some, something come up eventually, and, and uh, um, I would love to, to talk to you again um, so sure. I can contact you another time for sure. Um, Absolutely. I, I do have, yeah, I do have other questions, um, mm-hmm. but I thank you so much for this, for this call. Zoe is telling me still, she's telling me, don't don't wait. Don't wait for the new little dog. Don't, don't wait for... For the new little dog you are thinking about, for the new chihuahua. This one is for you, and do not wait. Don't let this one go, because I am sending her to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, that's, that's <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. So what happened? I think he dropped out. Okay. So. Okay. So now um, I am going to that. If we have another caller who's been holding for a while, I'm so sorry. Um, this is go- I'm gonna put you on the air now. This is going to be um, the caller, which phone number ends three one zero eight. So I'm putting you on air right now. Okay. Hello. Um, what you know. When I did all that um, shredding, yes. I um, there these like checkbooks left that have staples on them, and they needed to be shredded. Okay. Okay. Um, so whoever was on the phone number, which which ends three one zero eight, um, I was about to put you on air because you hold it for a while. So let me. Um, I don't know if you're listening, but please uh, let me try again, okay? Because I see you here, you're still holding, and you have a question for me, okay? So please, um, I'm going to put you on the air right now so we can hear you, okay? Here we go. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Hello? Okay, so I think I don't really know what's going on, but anyways, the caller, which phone number ends 3108, I was just trying to put you on the air, but somehow something happened there. So um, if you still have your question, please call back, and I will be happy to answer it, okay? So also, if um, I see there is a lot of people locked into the chat room, so um, please know that I'm not going to be typing the questions out right now, but if you have any questions for me, please uh, call, and I am happy to answer it on air for you, okay? So now I see the caller again, which um, phone number is uh, ending 3108. So I will try to put you on the air. Hold on for a second, okay? It's and you on the air right now. 
Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, this is this is Robin again. The first caller you had about tweets. Yes. Hi, Robin. Hi. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's funny that uh, I actually thought of another question I wanted to ask you about tweet, and then uh, I I and I guess the uh, phone it 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 must have clicked on one to be in the queue without me even realizing it. So then all of a sudden I put my earphones in and I I heard um, that I, had, I hadn't answered the call, so I got back on. But anyway, that's funny how the universe, I wanted to ask another question and it put me in the queue, whether I knew it or not. <laughs> oh, well, uh, anyway, thank, thank you again for taking my call. You know, one other question I thought after we talked is would tweet, would tweet, appreciate and like a friend should i get another bird to put in the bigger cage oh no 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 she's telling me no no she likes to uh she would like to come out of the cage but she doesn't want to share she's no no she's quite a lady of her own house she says no she doesn't want to have a friend (laughs) okay good good but i feel i will you know i will tell sweet because see once i um establish the um, the connection with the animal um, they actually feel free to come and contact me anytime if there is something they want to say to their parents. And I agree with it. You know, that's what I'm here for. Um, so I'm going to tell three that if she changes her mind and she ever wants, um, you know, she ever wants uh, another mate, she wants, she wants a friend to have, she can tell me and I will pass it on to you. Okay? Oh, that's great. Great. Well, thank you. Sure. Thank you so much. What I'm I sorry, and tell me... Well, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you for this, for this yes. purpose, if you can please email me your email address, just in case, you know, I need to contact you for tweets. Uh, my email address is D-A-N-A. Yes. C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-E-S at yahoo.com. Okay. Basically, Dana Communicate at yahoo.com. And my name uh, yeah. is... Dana, but spelled like Dana. Okay, so that's all confusing. But my name spells like Dana, D-A-N-A. D-A-N-A. Donna.communicator at yahoo.com. No, no. Dana communicates. No dot. Oh, Donna communicates at yahoo.com. Absolutely. And just just let me have your, whatever you want, either your email address or phone number and your name. So if Tweet ever decides she wants a friend, I can just let you know. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, well, it's, uh, thank you. I'm so glad I got that other question. Thank <laughs> you, thinking, 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 thinking. Okay, excellent. All right, well, thank pleasure you. Pleasure talking to you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, now I'm going to go to another caller who's been holding for a while. Um, I, again, I apologize. This was this is the caller, which phone number ends 9021. Okay, so you're on the air right now. Hello. Danya. Yes. Danya, this is Wishali. I'm sorry, who is this? This is Wishali. Oh, my God, Wishali, how are you? <laughs> oh, so, so thank you. to call in on your show and... First of all, I just I want to let a, your listening audience know that you have been a lifesaver in my life. And my heart goes out to the man with Zoe, with the Chihuahua. And I, I, I want to tell him 
you need to make an appointment with Danya. Anyone who has lost an animal companion, you need to reach out to this woman now. Um, <laughs> Danya, give them your give them your, give them your phone number again, please. Give them your phone number again, and then I'll tell my story. Okay, it's three one zero six zero zero three six nine five. Again, three one zero six zero zero three six nine five. And I just want to say that Vaishali is the most fantastic host of a great radio show. And she actually was, I was the, that was my first ever radio show I did. That was Vaishali's show. And I will always be grateful to her. She got me started there. Thank you, Vaishali. And thank you so much for calling. Okay, so back to you. Well, sweetie, I got to get you some dates and I got to get you back on my show because my listening audience is clamoring for you because you are the best animal communicator, period, in the world. And oh, you have you. animals, and you lo- you have pet, you have a- animal companions. You have, you are a pet guardian. You need this woman. So let me tell. Is it all right if I tell my story, Danya, about how you helped me? Absolutely. Please go ahead. Um, thank you so much. Go ahead. This is and this is for Zoe, for Zoe's dad. Zoe's dad. Let me tell you the story. So I'm a spiritual teacher. I've written spiritual books, and I had two cats, Miss Grace and Miss Bliss. And I had Miss Grace and Bliss for many, many years. And if you're a spiritual teacher, what else are you going to name your cats but Grace and Bliss? And um, they were very important in my life and in my practice as a spiritual teacher. They were master healers. And when people would come to me for a session, they'd be right there to contribute because their unconditional love brought a great environment for these people to receive a healing. And Grace and Bliss crossed over, and it was very difficult and challenging to lose my best friends like this. And I kept asking if they were going to come back, and I kept praying for them to recycle because Zoe's dad, Mark, yes, they do reincarnate. Yes, they do come back. And I kept praying and praying that they would come back, and I had talked to a lot of animal communicators i had talked to some other spiritual teachers i had talked to people that channel and i kept trying to find out when grace and bliss were going to come back and everybody kept giving me a different answer and then i asked you danya i said when are grace and bliss going to come back and you said i don't know let me talk to them and you said i'll call you back and you called me back and you said you know what i found grace and bliss and you know what they're not coming back They're very happy where they are. They're very happy in their spiritual life. They were very happy with the life that they had with you. But you know what? They're not coming back. And you know what? They don't have to. They're waiting for you for when you cross over. They'll be there for you. But they don't need to come back. But you know what? Danya, you told me that Grace and Bliss said, we know you. We know what kind of mother you are. We know what your nurturing needs are. And we're going to find the right animal companions for you, and we're going to pick them out, and we're going to send them to you. And you told me how to find them. Yep. You you, you told me that, um, that what Grace and Bliss told you is for me to look for the cats that were more white than black. Mm -hmm. And when I went, when I went to find my next animal companions, um, I was brought to a house of a, a mutual friend, 
and she had four kitties in the litter. The mother was uh, black and white. The dad was black and white. There were four black and white babies. Two of them were more than white than black, and two of them were more black than white. And how you knew that, that was three months before I went to that house and found those babies. She told me that Grace and Bliss told you that three months before I found them. So, yes, yes they come back. And, yes, you need Danya. Yes. If you, if you have an animal companion and you have a relationship and you're close and one is crossed and you want to know if they're going to come back, you need this woman. Call this woman. Don't let another day go by without calling Tanya. Tanya, give them your number again. Okay, my phone number is, thank you so much, Vaishali. You absolutely the best. Thank you. Um, my phone number is 310-600-3695. And my email is Dana communicates at yahoo.com. Again, D A N A C O M M U N I T A T E S, I hope, sorry, at yahoo.com. So communicate. I might have spelled it wrong, but just you guys know how your, your English is certainly better than mine. Um, Vaishali, thank you so much for sharing the story. I really appreciate that. You really are wonderful. <laughs> You are the best. I'm going to have you back on my show and, and let people know what your website is. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your love and your service. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just um, let me know wherever you want me to uh, talk to your new babies. Honey, I got a list of questions. We're gonna, I'm going to contact you, going to book you for my radio show, going to book you for an appointment. I am so grateful that I didn't have to come to this planet without you because oh. I wouldn't be the best pet companion guardian. I wouldn't be the best steward. I wouldn't have the clarity that I have in my life without you. You are the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you, Vaishali. You are wonderful. You are the, you really, I appreciate everything you did for me because you really, really, you know, you're amazing. And I was honored to talk to your two kiddies. I'm sure there are plenty people that need to talk to you so I'm going to let you go honey but God bless you I just wanted your listening audience to know how fabulous you are thank you Vaishali it was a pleasure talking to you and thank you for calling the show okay we'll be in touch soon thank you love you bye 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 love you too okay so now um, we're going to have we have another caller um which is on, well, I'm going to put on, sh- on the air, and that is the, the phone number, which ends, it's 5731, okay? So please get ready. You're going to be on the air. Oh, actually, I'm so sorry. There is somebody ahead of you who's been holding longer. I'm so sorry, okay? There is somebody, the last phone number is 1062. This person's been holding longer, so I'm going to put uh, them first. I'm sorry, and you're going to be right the next, okay? So here it is. It's the phone number ending 1062. Okay, you are on the air. Hello. 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 Yes. Hi. Donna. Yes. Hi, Donna. It's Rebecca. You know, Rebecca oh. and Curly. Hi, Rebecca and Curly. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're okay, Donna. I'm so happy we talked to you again today. Good. I'm so thankful. Oh. And today my husband is with us, too. He's listening here. He's Tim. Okay. He's with us. Hi, Tim. And Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi, so, Donna. Hi. So, we called last week and talked to you about Curly. 
Yes, and, and curly, beautiful yeah. black dog. I think he's a half lab and half retriever. He's a big dog, and he's this beautiful, beautiful dog who had a challenging life before Rebecca um, took him in and gave him a new home, very wonderful, loving home. But Curly has a lot of challenges. So, um, and okay, you wanna you wanna talk about Curly a little bit, Rebecca? Okay, last week we explained that um, Curly's not behaving too good in the home. Once we put him outside to go to work, when we come back, he has destroyed the gate. Mm-hmm. And we had to put a lot of uh, crates and or like pallets and things like that in front of the doors and the gates so that he wouldn't uh, destroy them. And last week you told us just to send him a lot of love and compassion and understanding because of his difficult past, and then he did it again. He destroyed the the front gate this time. And so we love him, and we're working with him and trying to do good things, but we need him to stop destroying the house. So what can we do to help him to feel... Yeah, I will. Okay, I um again. I told you that last time. My heart goes out to Curly because he's such a he is a good dog, and everything goes back to his. You know, he's been living um by himself really for quite a long time, longer than he's now with you in home. And again, he loves you, and he really loves living with you guys. He appreciates the home you gave me him. But um, some, it's just animals are just like people. There is, um, you know, some of them move on from their past easy. They just cut it off and they move on to the future. And some of them have a much more of a challenge. And Curly is um, really, he cannot shake off his past as easily. I um, talked to him a couple of times after the show and I do send him light in the morning just to, you know, help him to really strengthen the conviction that he's not supposed to rethink when he's outside. And he knows this, he's trying, but unfortunately because of his sensitivity and his past, you know, he has a very difficult time to overcome it. Even if he, he, he doesn't want to destroy the doors, it just gets the better out of him sometimes. He has a terrible, yes, he has a terrible um, separation anxiety. And when you leave him outside, he suddenly, even though he knows, okay, it's like he has two parts, you know. Part of him knows that you there for him, you love him, this is his home, he has his friends. and But the second, the darker part of him suddenly flips. You know, you're not coming home soon enough for him because, you know, animal measure times differently. And it suddenly goes back into his previous life where he used to live by himself for many, many years. And just somebody would bring him food and there was no companion. And Curly is a very social dog. He likes people. He likes to be around. Um, so that's just suddenly he gets thrown back into it. And he doesn't really have a control over it. You know, it's it's very difficult for him to to reel back and realize that he's staying with you, that you're not leaving him. So we, um, so it's gonna, it's gonna be a process which will require your patience and love, a lot of it. And his, you know, he's, he's willing, but he will need a lot of help in this. 
Now, um, what you can do is, okay, I know you asked me about the crate. So, and yeah. I think I told you already, um, you know, actually, and I even asked about that. Um, I asked uh, somebody who actually is a very well dog trainer and who works with dogs. He's very supportive. And he told me that it is okay to, even a big dog, it's okay to crate him for that long, but you have to make sure that you take him out before and you really exercise him. You really, really, uh, war, you know, um, tire him out before you put okay. him in the crate. Okay? So yeah. now that's one thing. Second thing is this, which is going to be more of a work for you, really, because, um, you know, okay. um, animals, <laughs> animals uh, communicate telepathically. So basically, they uh, trans, they have pictures of what they want to do or what's going on and feelings in their head, and they transmit it to the other animals and also to us. But we just mm-hmm. don't know if we are not animal communicators. We just don't know how to receive it. But in the vice versa, they also see your, your ideas in your head and what you're thinking and what your fears are. So And you don't even know you're thinking it. Because yeah. now I want clear okay so we um you know this telepathic communication which animals have we have it too we always had it we just don't use it because we have language and we rather speak so but we do have it and we some we use it automatically we don't even know about it we're not aware of it because i notice when you speak about something there is a picture of it in your head before you put it to words but it is so fast and so automatic that you don't think about it if somebody okay. asks somebody asks you to describe, let's say, Statue of Liberty, you know, right away, if you see it in front of you, it's green, has a crown on its head, you know, and you describe, but you don't even think about it that you have the picture in your brain and that you are actually sending this picture out to the universe around because there is all energy rotating around and the animals pick up on this energy. So what I want mm-hmm. to say that that when you leaving home, mm-hmm. you're talking to Curly and saying to him, please don't be, you know, don't be bad, don't destroy the doors, I'm going to be back, you know, like I'm sure, you know, letting him know that you're leaving. Well, mm-hmm. but then also probably inside your, your mind is a subconscious fear that he's going to exactly go and destroy the doors and he's going mm-hmm. to behave. And see, unfortunately, this is what he picks up. So mm-hmm. he knows you thinking it, yes. He knows you're thinking it, and he knows, and that's exactly what he's going to do. Because animals are funny, and when they mm-hmm. the fear and then the anxiety is a very strong emotion, and they pick up on it, and he subconsciously, even though you verbally communicate to him that you don't want him to destroy anything, you still subconsciously, you know, you, you're anxious that he's still going to do it, and that's exactly what he's going to do. So, so how do I... How do I uh change my my thoughts like what's a better thought in my head instead of oh please curly don't don't destroy the door like what's a better thought that i should have the better thoughts would be that basically um you know envision curly how he is either if you decide to leave him in a crate envision him how he's comfortable there he has his favorite toy you know you make it nice and comfortable and he's relaxing he's sleeping and then you're coming back home and you're bringing him treat see like like that 
don't even think about the doors, don't even go near to it because otherwise he, that's what he's going to pick up on. Or if you leave him outside, it's the same thing. Just think about, you, if you leave him outside, don't even maybe, don't, don't um, have a picture of your mind leaving. Just imagine Curly being outside, running around the backyard, you know, playing, sleeping on the grass, whatever is really, whatever he likes to do, just positive things to do when he's alone. Okay, and then envision you coming back and you bringing him the treat. But now when you come back, you do have to bring the treat for him. Okay, because when you give them the picture, the animals really, you know, you have to come through with it. So... This okay. would be the this would be the good start. And again, as I said, you know, I would recommend a session for Curly yes. because it's going to be it's gonna be a work in process progress. And you know, he needs more work. That's for sure because he's very sensitive and he's he really has a difficult time overcoming his past. And you know, and you did give him a wonderful home, and he's very happy with you guys. We just have to kind of. Make sure he understands that his past never comes back to him. Yeah. Yes, okay. Well, thank you, Donna. Thank you for everything. Um, Welcome. We'll be in touch, and definitely Curly needs help. Yes. (laughs) We just don't know know how to... I know. No worries. I will. I still, you know, I do like little tiny, um, like I'm going to send him light in the morning just to... And, you know, you can do this too, you know, you can, when you sit and when you relax, just um, when you completely relax and think about Curly and then once, and just like how you, how much you love him and he's a nice, calm dog and send him like energy, like the best is like a light pink energy. You can imagine that you're wrapping him in this energy and he's relaxing. And that way you let him know that you really love him and that he's comfortable. You know, he will pick up on that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Donna. I'm so thankful that we got to speak to you today and Tim got to hear uh, the way that you so gently talk about Curly. That's very lovely. And I know Curly likes to hear uh, the sound of your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Donna. Rebecca, I appreciate you. You're having a beautiful show. Really, really beautiful show. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I appreciate talking to you. Okay? Have a great day. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, Donna. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, now there is another caller I'm going to put on right now, and that is the phone number ending 5731, okay? So um, I am putting you on air right now. Hello? Okay, so sorry, this was uh, something happened and it clicked over. Okay, so hold on, please. The caller 5731, I'm putting you on air right now, okay? Hello? 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 Yes, you're on the air now. Uh, my name... Yeah, thank you, Dana. Mm-hmm. I, my name is Marie. Yes. Hi, Marie. Hi. Um, I'm fostering a cat uh, for three months now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's... His dad just told me that um, he's going to be able to take him back on September, which mm-hmm. it's just 
which is much, much longer than we thought. And I'm just wondering, um, my cat, uh, I mean, his cat is doing fine, or if he's miss his dad's really bad. Um, I, I would like to let him know that uh, his dad is coming to get him on September. Mm-hmm. Is he, like, does the cat, um, that, like, is the kitty, like, uh, you think he misses his dad? Is he sad? Um, I want to I want to find out if he's if he's uh, really missing his dad. Okay, so um, let me. Um, can you describe the kitty for me? Okay, he's he's um, really dark color, tabby cat, long hair, uh, mm-hmm. big cat, and uh, he he has a little white part like on the paw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and uh, around the neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his name is Jesse. Yes. Um, okay. So let me let me ask him, okay, if he misses his dad and see how he's doing. So let me let me connect to him, okay? I'll be quiet for a second. Just give me a second, Mary. Okay. So okay, so I connected to Jesse. Jesse says he's very happy where he is now. He likes to be with you. And he said he missed his... He, first of all, he was very angry at his dad because um, he, when um, his dad dropped him off, he was missing him and he was very upset. He said he doesn't really want to be with him anymore. He was very angry at him. And that, you know, it's a constant moving and he doesn't like that. He... Um, then he got, and then he, he prefers to be at your place. Um, now he's kind of calmed down, so I think he's forgiven his dad. <clears throat> and then oh, he's, okay. saying, <laughs> he's saying he's more, as the time went, he's more mellow about it. He, so he's not so upset with his father anymore, and he's kind of, he's looking forward to him coming and visiting him. He says he likes living with you, but also he's, he's funny. He's a male cat. He likes the male energy. He says that now he had time to rest in your place and that he, he likes to be with you because he, he knows you love him very much. And he says the best thing next to staying with his dad is staying with you. And so he's very grateful about that. And uh, But he's kind of He's, yeah, he, he's definitely going to be happy when his father comes to get him just because the man, he's, as I said, he's a male cat and he's, you know, he likes the male bonding, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He likes that he seems like two guys, they are like two guys together against the world. That's how I would describe <laughs> it, okay? Um, but he's very happy with you because I think it's something what he really needed. He he feels, you know, he has a really st- um, stability in, with you because he and he enjoys the attention he gets from you, and he just knows you truthfully, truthfully love him. And uh, but I can, I guess he's now he rests enough, and he's he's ready again to be back in action. That's how I would put it. Um, so yes, he's he forgiven his dad. He's looking for he's looking forward to um, his dad coming and picking him up. But he's not in immediate hurry. Okay, so he is really he's happy with you, but he's gonna be happy also when his dad comes to pick him up. And okay, you know, that's, 
I'm sorry. Let me let me tell him that yes, that his dad is not gonna be there for a while yet. He's okay with it. He's no nothing in a hurry, but he's he's happy to know that his dad will get him at some point. But he does enjoy living with you. Okay. Good. Good. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Do you have any other questions? Well, um, just one little concern that uh, when he goes back to his dad, he has to, you know, travel again. And then I think with his dad, he always has this possibility of moving to somewhere. So I'm wondering if he can deal with that. Every time he moves, I don't want him to get upset. Mm -hmm. Is there any well, something maybe um, to uh, talk to, because okay, I'm telling um, Jesse that, and Jesse hates moving. He, this is how, this is what he's telling me. He hates moving. He like, he hates, like, especially he hates cars, and he hates mm-hmm. the, his career. He likes, he doesn't like to be confined in a small place. He, he hates the thing, he hates the moving motion of the car. And he's telling me, so he enjoys the peacefulness and living with you because there is no, you know, it's a stability for him. What he, uh, the, he loves his dad and he misses the, like he misses the male energy. That's the main thing. He does not miss the moving. And so I'm telling him, well, he, he really, this is what he's telling me. He um, looks forward to to his dad coming for him, but he does not want to be moving around. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, there's something to talk to his dad about, you know, eventually, because he really hates moving. I think he's been moved. He, um, let me see. Yeah, he's showing me he's been moved around, and he just really, there's something for him. Some cats like moving. So they don't mind it, like, Put it that way, mm-hmm. but he just does not enjoy it. I mean, I think he has emotion sickness because he's, he's giving me this feeling when he's in a car or somewhere where it shakes, his stomach gets upset and he's like really, really feeling sick, which makes yeah. me, yeah, nauseous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So maybe when his dad comes to get him, maybe it's something to, you know, like talk to him about and then maybe there's going to be some kind of solution for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, is there anything else I can answer for you? Um, no, that's oh. it. From, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Marie. It was a pleasure talking to you, and thank you very much for calling. And then, you know, if there is any challenges along the way, just um, you have that is my email and my address. So I'll be happy to help. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. <coughs> okay. So now, um, it's um, there's so far we don't have any colors, so I can actually um, go ahead and maybe uh, talk a little bit more about um, how the animals uh, communicate. And also how I communicate with animals, even though you kind of um, got the feel of it. But I would like to explain it more in words. And also, if I have time, I would like to go and um, go through uh, the steps 
how you yourself can communicate with the animal because it is possible. And I believe each of us, we have the ability to talk to our animals. And um, even you might not embark on the road, on the, you know, like a road to be an animal communicator, but you still can talk to your pet companion and you can, you can really tune into his needs and into his feelings. And I think that's a really, really good thing. Um, first of all, I want to say that um, animals communicate telepathically which I already kind of, I, I hinted on. Basically, um, animals communicate through pictures, images, and feelings, which they um, create in their mind, and they uh, project and transmit these feelings toward other animals, and also towards us. So, when I talk to animals, I also use the telepathy. I use my mind energy and I tune into uh, the mind and energy into the of the animal. I, some, I receive the images and the feelings what the animal is going through and I communicate back to him um, same way. I create images and I transfer them uh, to the animal's mind. Now, you have to know that basically every living thing on this planet gives off energy. And into this energy, I tune to establish the communication with the animal. And animals communicate this way, and it's very easy for them to um, tune in, and, be, and they're very receptive to these tele telepathic transmissions because that's how really they talk to each other. Um, I also want to say that um, the telepathy is really a universal language, that it has no boundaries of time or distance or species. And so when I talk to animals, I don't need the animals to be present. I usually use a picture or description of the animal. The name is very important. And I can talk to animal which is on the other side of the world. It's absolutely not necessary for me to have um, the animal there. Um, now, I'm going to interrupt because we have, um, I have another caller with a question, so I'm going to put him on the air, okay, so just a second. Here is a caller, the last four digits are 0135, so I'm going to put you on the air right now, okay? So. Hello, you are on the air, hello? Hello, Donna? Yes. Hi, it's Dwayne, how are you? Oh, my God, I am good. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I just wanted to tell you, I think your show is amazing. You're doing an amazing job, Thank first you. of all. And that's from someone who doesn't even have a pet. I know. I was surprised. I'm thinking, oh, my God, Dwayne requires a pet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reason that I'm calling, because you're talking about being able to communicate to pets, and I really thought, you know, I have a sort of fear of pets, yet they – seem to love me um and it's very weird because i'm afraid of them yet they always people's pets always approach me um and i just wonder what your thoughts were about how i might get over that <clears throat> well you know um first of all i'm gonna tell you that um the reason why um 
pets love you so much is because you had many reincarnation as a, as a, you know, and I mean this, as a pet yourself. Ah. Okay, in your past mm-hmm. life. And it's very, you still have that channel inside you open, and they feel it. And that's why they really are so drawn to you, because they think you can actually talk to them. You know, you can, they, they, have, they feel very much of a kinship with you. Hmm. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. It's actually would uh, I would say it will make you a good pet communicator in the future. <laughs> well, you might have some competition if I can find <laughs> that channel. There's a lot of static right now, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, now the thing. Um, what I would suggest is um, like I mean, can you tell me why you scheduled them? I mean, what do you think they're gonna do to you? Well, you know what I think it was. I think when I was a child. Um, <laughs> You know, I grew up in a place where people didn't, uh, where people used their dogs as sort of attack dogs. So mm-hmm. um, animals were always in the yard. They weren't tied up. They they were very threatening and menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I would always run from them. I mean, that was a thing. Like dogs would chase me, you know, home or chase my friends home, or they would bite my friends. So I just always had a fear ever since then. Even though I had dogs when I was a child, they all died. Yeah, you know. So I've um, just had negative experiences, I guess. You know what? That makes sense. And um, first of all, I totally understand how where you're coming from because my country, um, we and I, you know, and I came from the country basically. I was from the farmhouse, and people have dogs as a guard, as a guard, and mm-hmm. they all learn. They all taught how to attack, and they pretty much do. So I totally come from the same environment. But however, um, you know, the way to approach it is that really that something, it's not really the animal, the animal is not born as an attack dog. It doesn't have the menacing personality and hating people, okay? That's, um, it's just something what they taught, you know, it's like an exercise, like you taught to read and write, so the dog is taught to do certain um that, you know, to obey certain commands, but mm-hmm. and just do that. So it's nothing really against you particularly. It's just something what he was taught to do. But um, you have to um, kind of see the dog more like a spirit on its own, you know, like a being which is lovable, and just kind of um, try to tune into the energy of the dog. Just kind of look look away from what he was trained to do or, you know, Do I I make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just wondering how, you know, practically when, I mean, because the dogs don't usually even do anything. I just sort of, um, I don't know, I kind of recoil when they get too close to me. But they always want to get close to me. The same thing with cats. They always want to get close, which is (laughs) weird because I feel like my energy should be telling them, go away, stay away. No, because you know what, and I mean, I know you, so I know you are a really good person. You are a very kind spirit, and they they feel it. They feel you are a good person also. So, yeah. you know, they attract it to you because they know you're not going to hurt them. They know that, you know, they they relate to you, So which is, I think, is wonderful. I, I This is something you, do, you have to overcome for yourself because I think you would be, you know, you actually would, I think you would enjoy having a pet maybe one day. Because it's, but, okay, we're not there yet, so let's take it from, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> so what um what I would suggest is that when you see a dog or a cat, try to completely relax. Try to okay. just bring inside the energy like try to imagine that there is like this energy from the universe, like a big, huge stream of light coming on top of your head. And it's just like going through your whole body, like a waterfall. And it's just, as it goes through you, it just sweeps out all the worries and all the negativity, anything. And you just leave to really relaxed. There is no fear and nothing negative in you left. Okay. And okay. just try it's almost like a meditation, and you just, just keep imagining this white stream. It's like this huge, big waterfall going through. And then imagine like this waterfall is just kind of like cycling in, around your heart, and then coming out of your heart, creating this big, huge, like a bubble of light around you, which protects mm-hmm. you. So there is nothing which can happen to you, okay? It's, you're completely protected by the light. Okay. And then... The light goes out towards the animal. And in this moment, when you send this light towards the animal, you actually connect to the animal and it's telling the animal that, you know, you are on the same same wave and you are um, this kind of spirit. There is nothing for the animal to fear of and you're not fearing of the animal. And it just kind of dissolves all the, you know, all that negativity you have towards you know, like the fears and hesitance you have towards the cat or a dog. Okay. Well, I'm going to try that. Try it. I'm going to try, to, I'm gonna try to, do, I'm get my, my bubble and my waterfall going. Yes. <laughs> it might not be, it's just, first, it's good to try it at home because it's my, you know, it takes you maybe a little bit to get into it. But once right. you master it, and it's not very difficult, okay, honestly, it's, it's not difficult. It's just like a little quick fix-up. And it's once you, once you master it and you would be able to do that, you know, you do it instantaneously when you see a cat or a dog or any kind of animal. And you can even practice, even with animals you see on the street with, or wherever, which don't even approach you. Just, just, to, just to kind of get the sense how it feels. And right. I think eventually, you know, you will be able to relax around them. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a try. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> All right. Great show. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. Talk uh-huh. to you hopefully, okay? Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Okay, so that was uh, my friend Wayne, so I'm glad I was able to answer his question. And um, now I would like to pick up where I left over, which is um, how, to co- how I communicate with animals and how the, the animals communicate with us and also how, um, you know, we can learn to talk to them better. Now, I think I stopped um, when I was talking about that the telepathy is a universal language, which um, pretty much has no boundaries, and so that enables me to talk to animals pretty much all over the world. I do have clients who are in, um, who, who are in Europe, who are in uh, Japan, 
who are in South America. So, and I really, you know, don't have to talk to them on the phone. Just all I need is the picture and I'm able to tune into the energy of the animal and have a conversation with them. And also, if necessary, do um, some healing. Now, um, as I said, humans have also the ability to um, communicate telepathically, but because we are so, you know, we live, we have language, we speak all the time, we don't really rely on the telepathic abilities that much anymore, and we just kind of push them away. Um, but we do it automatically. And as I tried to explain to Rebecca with Curly, we actually, when we speak, we automatically have a picture of what we're going to do or what we're speaking about in our head, in our mind. But the picture is so fast. And as soon as we verbally say it, we kind of push the picture of what we're saying back into our memory or our short-term memory, I would say. And that's where it gets stored for some time. Um, now, this emitting of the pictures, not even, and feelings, which actually are tied to the pictures, this is something what our pets saw and our pick up, most definitely pick up on. Um, so, as I was telling to Rebecca, when she is, um, you know, talking to Curly about not destroying doors, but he still does, it's because he tunes into her and he sees the image. And that's exactly um, why sometimes we, we feel like our animals actually understand us. Like how many times you had your cat or dog look at you and behave certain ways and you were thinking, wow, you know, I knew he's going to do it or I know, you know, I have a feeling I have to buy him a new bed and I have to I have a feeling I have to give him a treat. I mean, that's because the animal actually is uh, transmitting these pictures to you and he's picking up at what you're thinking. So subconsciously, a lot of us already communicated animals, we just don't know it. Um, now, with, um, as I will explain really shortly um, how I communicate with animals, and then I'm going to um, go to explain how you could also contact, connect with your own animals and how to practice, okay? So basically, when I communicate, I usually, the main thing is to just, relax. You have to really put yourself into relaxed position. I try to relax and just shut out anything what's going on around me. And once I do that, I um, draw, I imagine that there is the force life or the energy of the universe is coming through my body and is just uh, concentrating in my heart chakra. So here I create like a swirl and I just uh, send this sphere of white light. Now with this light, white light, I'm gonna shoot it outside of my heart chakra and into a place where I imagine um, the animal I'm gonna be talking to. I'm, I imagine how he looks and I call him by his name or her name. Um, once I do that pretty quickly, I suddenly feel the connection, I feel actually pulling on my heart chakra and I know I connected to the animal. And once I connect, I am completely open to receive what the animal has to say, which means I'm going to receive the images, certain images, like, and 
let me tell you first that animal justice are going to come there and say, okay, hello, how are you doing? And here is me, and I'm going to just tell you how I feel. No, they're going to give you images. They're going to give you image of a image of the grass and them running on it. So that shows you that they love to play or image of certain things they want. They give you images. They give you feelings. If they have a pain, I can feel the pain in my own body. If they, you know, so it's kind of, it's all is images and feelings. And then again, I talk to the animals back the same way. Now, um, also, they, and if I want to, if I want to, um, you know, uh, convey some information from the pet parents to the animal, I, of course, I create images if I try to correct some behavior. Again, I, I create positive images because that is really, really important that um, there is going to be, you, you think always positive images when you try to convey something to your animal. Um, let's say that your kitty is not using the litter box properly and you want them to use the litter box. So you have to focus on imagining your cat going inside the litter box, doing his business there. Do not ever imagine your cat going next to the litter box, which is pretty natural for us because we always try to imagine the kind of the negativity seeps in first. So you have to really, really hard focus on imagining the, the positive and in reinforcing the positive image because otherwise the animal picks up on the negative image and exactly does what it's not supposed to do. Now, also I want to say that animals are very much like people. They totally have emotions, they're very intelligent, they feel, they caring, they really, really love and care for their human parents. They have an incredible memories. Um, they will never forget and they always store it inside. Um, they very, um, they feel when everything is great in the home, everything is very content and peaceful, but they also, you know, pick up on the stress if anything, if you guys, if there is the home environment is not quite, there is something going on, somebody there's arguments or somebody passed or they pick up on everything. They're very well aware of what's going on in the home. Now, I want to tell you that um, all animals communicate. Um, every single species in this world actually speaks. So that means not only cats and dogs and wild animals, but also, fish, for example, fish, snakes, frogs, all these species communicate. So it makes me sad when sometimes people discard animals like, you know, they have no intelligence, they don't speak, they mute, and they treat them not kindly. Um, actually, I can tell you um, that fish is very... Um, they have a lot of to say because I do have fish at home. His name is Kublai Khan and he is a fighting fish. It's actually the first time I ever got a fighting fish. I used to have um, the goldfish, which is a little bit more docile and quiet. Well, this fish is the most chatty fish I ever met because he loves to talk. And every time I get home, he's already in his little, um, in his aquarium, he's 
swimming towards the glass and he wants to talk. He wants to see how my day was and he's talking about how his day was. He loves to show off. He shows me how he can swim up and down. So he is really one, he's an incredible fish. I really, really love him. And he is, um, he is very opinionated and he loves to tell me about everything what's going on. He also, um, because he lives by himself, because a fighting fish is not supposed to be put into a group of another fish because that's, they are fighting fish, so they don't really get along with other fish too well. But I kind of, when I, when I brought him home, I felt sorry for him that he's, you know, he's so social and he probably needs to have a um, companion. And I know that he, would, he could have a female fish. So I asked him if he would want to have a female fish with him, and he thought about it, and then he showed me that he would really chase her around and fight with her. So I said, okay, then I guess not. And it was interesting because when I asked the guy in the, um, in the pet store, he did tell me that not even the female fish can be together with the male fighting fish. So it was very interesting. So he definitely knew what he wants. So anyway, so I got a little distracted with this. So this is just about to uh, tell you that really every single species communicates and um, you can understand that. Now, um, I want to move on to um, how a few simple steps, how you guys can communicate with your own animal. Um, I want to say that um, because of what I said about telepathy, okay, with, you need some concentration and obviously patience, but there is no reason that you could not learn to communicate with your own animal and, you know, learn how to transmit your pictures and your, the images in your head and feelings towards your pet and vice versa, okay? So now I'm going to go... Um, and I'm going to give you a few steps how to actually, um, how to practice this, okay? First of all, I would suggest that you um, have to find yourself the, a really quiet place where you can relax. So um, find a comfortable place. It is your chair. You can lie on the bed anywhere where it's quiet. Please turn off your cell phone, turn off TV, turn off the music. There is, if you like meditative music, then that is okay. Anything which helps you relax. So now, once you do that, also, you just make yourself comfortable. And now also make sure that your animal, the animal you decide to communicate with, is um, not busy doing some activity which is going to distract from the fact that you're trying to reach out to him. So... It's not a good idea if he's watching a squirrel or chasing after something. I mean, it's not really exactly the time to try to communicate because he's very distracted. Okay, so if he's just like relaxing or he's doing something very quiet or even sleeping. Sleeping is okay because... Um, because that you can actually tap into uh, the mind energy of a sleeping animal as well. So now when we have all these things in place, um, you sit in your comfortable uh, chair or lying on a, on a bed, feel yourself to relax, okay? It's very similar to practicing yoga when you really, really try to get into relaxed state. Close your eyes and feel like all the worries are falling off you. You relax, your, your eyes are getting heavy, 
your arms, your legs, everything is getting heavy and really, really soft and very relaxing. Once you get into the stage that you are completely relaxed, you can even like move your head around a little bit to just kind of like stretch everything and relax everything. Um, once your body is all relaxed and kind of limp, then you imagine there is this huge current of white light coming to, through the top of your head and it's hitting your body like a huge waterfall. I always work with the image of the waterfall because I think it's very, it's kind of gives you the idea of the power and energy which is coming down. So let that hit your body and it's just kind of like, and let that waterfall wash you through from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and go up and down and up and down, just cleaning all the worries, anxieties, and just completely relax. It will relax you even more, but in the same time, it will give you this jolt of energy, but it's going to be very positive, clean energy. Now, once you kind of get used to this feel, you um, try to focus this energy in your heart in your center of your chest, in the middle of your chest. This is the place we call the heart chakra. So you will circulate this energy there. You can swirl around left and right until you really feel it moving there. Once this is done, you, um, you imagine that this stream of energy is shooting out into a, set, into a certain spot in the place you are at. Let's see, you are in your living room sitting, so there is a place in the middle of the living room, for example, and then you shoot your light into that spot. This is the spot when you imagine your pet. You imagine it physically, but also you start calling it by his name. Okay, so you imagine your dog, let's say, and you um, call his name you repeat, because that way you get your pet's attention and he knows that you try to communicate with him. Now once you do it, you repeat doing that. Just just visualize the dog and call his name. Once and and just once you do that, suddenly you feel you, you have to have your mind open. You have to be approachable to all these images or feelings Anything comes to your mind, like you see little flashes of, you know, let's you see a, a toy, you see a ball, you see fl- little, Im- you see images, and also you might feel suddenly like you, something hurts in your body, something is not comfortable. All these are, or you feel fear, you feel happiness. All these are actually, um, that means you connect it to your animal, and he is transmitting the feelings and the images from his mind to you. Now, you have to really pay attention and be really open to this. This is one of the, this actually is the hardest part because you have to truthfully go and be led by your imagination and just kind of like relinquish your control. Don't, and one thing, be especially aware, don't try to control the images. Don't try to control what you hear or what you see, because then it's you talking, not your animal. Now, and really pay attention to what uh, what you get, because you know your animal well, and you will know if these images and these feelings might actually correspond with your animal, if that's really truthfully, if you are connected. 
Now, <coughs> excuse me. There is a there is a little um, test how you can actually uh, see if you truthfully are connected to your animal. Okay, there are two different. Um, ways because the most uh, common domestic animals not right now in our society is um, our cats and dogs. So there are different ways uh, to prove that you're connected to your dog and different ways with the cats because they are kind of different personalities. With cat is uh, you want you entice them with a treat. Cats love treats. I mean there is no cat who says no to a treat. So once you try to communicate with your cat, as I, you go through the steps we just talked about, you will imagine your kitty and you will call her by, his, by her name. And now you imagine the bag of treats you have in your cupboard or wherever you store the treats. You imagine how you having these treats, you going through the kitchen, you picking up the back of the treats, you taking the treat, and you are giving it to your cat. You have to exactly imagine this process in pictures, okay? And this, you are, tra- you are transmitting it to your cat. Exactly this whole, like, a little picture scene. And then, if you see your cat getting excited, meowing, coming, even if your cat is not in the same room as you, and she comes running, you know, looking at you, then you know you connect it to your kitty. So the treat trick is the easiest way to assure that you communicate. Now, I have another caller, so I'm going to interrupt this, and I'm going to put the caller on the air just a second, okay? Here, hold on. Now, the caller, which uh, phone number is 1710, I'm going to put you on the air right now. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? Good. How about Hello? Hello? Yes, Pardon me? Yes, you My are. name is Shushu. Hi, Shushu. Hi, and I have a Maltese that we, he's got access to a doggy door and he still has accidents in the house. Okay, so, and you want to know why, right? Yeah, what can I do? Okay, so let me, um, what is, can you describe your Maltese a little bit and what's his name? His name is Harry. He's about 10 or 11 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, he's a real lover, but he, um, he's a rescue dog. And uh, I understand that for the first 18 months of his life, he was tethered up outside and wasn't given any potty training. And mm-hmm. uh, when the rescue got them, they, pot- they sort of potty trained him, but... Half the time he goes in the house and half the time he goes outside. And sometimes he'll go in the service porch like two feet from the doggy door. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I don't know what to do. You know, um, hold on. He tells me, he's funny, he tells me that he sometimes he he doesn't like really to go outside. <laughs> he doesn't really like to go outside, but he knows he has to go outside to the bathroom, but he tries not to go until the last minute, and sometimes it's just, you know, he just cannot hold oh. it. Oh, 
I see. Mm-hmm. So do you have any suggestions of what I could do? Let me uh, let me see if I can. I'll talk to him a little bit. I'm going to say that he has to go outside, okay? There is no more um, doing accidents at the um, at house, okay? Uh-huh. Before I do that, he has the access. The doggy door is open all the time, right? Yes, the doggy door is open all the time. Okay. Just bear with me because I'm trying to tell him, I'm telling him about that he has to go to, he has to go immediately when he has a need to go outside to go to the bathroom. He has to okay. he has to go right away instead of waiting. Okay. Winding around. Okay. Okay. Is is there anything that I can do to help him? Um you know, if you he says he doesn't he, the only thing you might want to think about is I don't know if the, your doggy doors because I told him he's not you know he's he's kind of he said okay he will try he's not too convinced because I think he's been he's <laughs> for a long time and he likes I think he likes his comfort too so okay. he doesn't feel like going outside so I'm telling him right now that mommy's upset and that you know you know this is not right do it in a house and you would love him much more if he goes every time he feels the urge through the doggy doors thank you and you know he's uh, i don't know if there is a way you can have the doggy doors a little bit like um uh because i assume that he has he has to go through the doors he has to push it open right yes it's a very it's a soft flap mm-hmm I mean, if you can have it a little bit like, I don't know, if you can have it a little bit lifted, because he says he's like not so, like sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't like push open too hard. Like he feels like if it would be, it might help if it would be open a little bit so he can just immediately jump out. Well, I'll try that. Yeah, try that because it makes it easier for him because it seems like I see him going through the doggy doors and he's just, it's just sometimes, you know, the, the, the flapping on his head, the, the, the pushing, I see like a little bit of resistance when he has to push through. So it may be this, if you can just lift it a little bit, I think it would help. Okay, I will definitely try that. I, I really appreciate your help. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you for your assistance. Oh, you Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So now um, I still have to um, go ahead. I actually have a reading to do a session and actually two of them. There is, um, I had an email recent who sent, um, from a lady who is asked, about her um, Pomeranian named Chip and she asked me to please um, she asked me to please um, look into it and help her because she said Chip is this lovely Pomeranian dog and she um, he belongs to her friend but her friend works uh, 10 hours a day and so she really she hosts the Chip in her house and from Monday to Friday 
but she said also that there is there every time they leave the house she really goes crazy and barks and carries on and she wanted to know what is you know going on if, if there is anything i can do so i will connect to chip right now and i want to um see what is going on um so now chip is this really really um a funny personality he's small but in his but he's very protective of um, his family now his family is um the lady who um, hosts him in her house when his mom is working, he considers both of them uh, his family. So his family is pretty large in his eyes. He is, um, he feels also he's, the, he's very, even though he's small, he's very, in his head, he's very large dog. And so he protects his family they belong to him and he really is very territorial and he hates the fact that anybody from his um, herd so to speak leaves so that's the reason why he goes goes a little bit upset and barks and carries on when um, anybody from the house leaves because he's losing it almost like he would be um, herding um, you know sheep one of his little lamps is going away and he's losing it and he cannot stand it. He's in his mind I think he was um like a working dog. So he doesn't so basically this is the reason I want to say why Chip is upset because he feels like it's not it's not he know he he doesn't know that you're going to not come back. He just doesn't like it as a principle. He's very methodical. It's like it's not supposed to happen. He likes to have things his way, and this is really not the way he likes it. This is not supposed to happen. So it's his. It's it's kind of like funny personality trait. So um, what I would suggest, I'm gonna talk to Chip right now, and I'm gonna tell him that uh, basically you. Um, need to go and come back that's nothing it really he needs to kind of make a peace with it and that uh, you know it's not going to affect his um his family that everybody's still going to eventually be together he's not losing them they just come and go and that's natural so let me talk to him for a second So he said he's going to, um, yes, he's not liking it too much, but I'm, I told him also that if he behaves and he does not really bark and carries on when you guys leaving, when you come back, you will bring him a treat and you take him outside. So he is agreeing to it, a little bit reluctantly though, but he does. So this would be for Chip. And then again, if you have any more questions, please go ahead and email me and we can really, um, you know, talk about it some more, okay? Now I have one more reading to do. And that is, um, again, I, it was via email, which I got. And <coughs> it was um, for this beautiful kitty named Rain. Um, it's a really, really pretty cat. It's a long hair cat. With, she's black. It's tuxedo cat. So she has she's black, but she has a white, like a little 
white white on spot on her chest and on her tummy. She's very pretty. And her mommy asked me, she's concerned about her because um, she told me that the rain throws up a lot and also coughs up trouble and that uh, she's been um, diagnosed with like um, stomach infection about six months ago and her mom is giving her um, probiotics, but it feels she feels like uh, rain still is doing it. So um, I am uh, connecting to rain, and I just want to say that she's really, really um, graceful, really beautiful cat. She's um, she seems like she's very shy at first. She's little. She first, you know, she's gonna agree to talk, but she's very poised. Um, but when she warms up, she has this very spunky personality. She likes to play. She's showing me that she has like this little toy mouse or something, and she likes to toss it in the air and catch it. She can be very agile, even though she looks very regal. Now, right away, I am getting, uh, I'm trying to see, connect, I'm trying to, um, direct my light through her body to see if there is any problems. Right away, I'm feeling little cramps in my stomach area, which indicates to me that that's where the problem is. My stomach feels like it's bloated and full of air, but in the same time, it's like a very empty feeling there. So she's telling me she's always hungry, but she always, but she can eat too much of anything because that really makes her to throw up. So she eats only little tiny bits. She shows me that she likes to eat grass outside. She goes in and out. She likes to eat that um, and she throws it up, which actually is good because she cleans her stomach that way. Um, also, she tells me that she prefers dry food because that is light on her stomach. She likes the treats. Uh, she doesn't like wet food. She's showing me um, it's too heavy for her. That is a can of food which she was given a while ago. She does not like it at all. She's um, she now is showing me how she 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 once she warms up to you, she's very playful. She's showing she has a very mischievous side to her. She's showing me her favorite chair and how she jumps on it. And then she goes, I think it's somewhere close to the window because she loves to look out of the window also. Now, I'm going to go and direct uh, the light through her body again because, as I said, I detected there is something going on with her stomach um, because I'm feeling those little cramps and this bloated feeling there. Uh, so I'm going to put the light there, to, uh, and I'm going to see what is what is happening in that area. Now, it feels like there is a little irritation. I think the, it, it doesn't seem like a full infection. There is just like a little spot of little, little darker spots or reddish spots in her stomach. So I was, um, I was given this white, very soothing light, which I'm going to kind of like clean the stomach with. It's almost like a water hose. It's like a light water hose. And I'm going to just wash the stomach out. We take or get all the impurities out of it. And I'm going to fill the stomach with the white light. 
Now I'm giving also a really blue, blue, pale blue light, which is going inside of the stomach and is neutralized everything what is bothering there. All those little spots are kind of like um, cut off, like I would have a laser and I would just like erase them from the stomach lining. Now I'm going to put, after this is done, I'm putting a white light soothing light around the stomach area just to heal it and I'm going to leave it there so it can actually kind of like seal everything what was disturbed inside the stomach and it can just like help the stomach to heal. I'm putting a lot of white soothing light around it. Now my guides are telling me that um, it would be a good, a, a good idea for Rain's mom to try to give her um, more pure food. It's like, um, I would suggest maybe like um, boiled chicken breast or white fish, chicken thigh, something like that. Mix it with tiny bit of a brown rice, cooked brown rice, but very, very little. And then um, feed her this mixture. Keep a little bit of a dry food still on the side because, um, you know, that's easier transition and she likes the dry food, but just very small amount. Also, um, they're telling me that for now, maybe ease off on the probiotics, okay? Just uh, try the pure, um, the pure um, food for a, or for a while and kind of like... Um, use less and less of the probiotic until you stop and try this for a little bit and see how it works. Now I'm going to um, finish the healing with um, putting um, all a lot of healing energy around train, just really, really a lot, so she can relax and everything what was uh, work on inside her um, get settled. Okay, so let me do that. And I'm just going to seal the kind of like um, light bubble which I'm putting around rain so everything in there can properly heal. Okay, so now I just want to say this was actually um, the healing usually it takes uh, longer than this um, because we are on the radio show. I just, uh, this was little bit more in like a basics. I usually go in again depending on each animal and on their needs and I do the healing um, um, you know as much as long as it takes before the problem disappears. So um, I think I'm going to the time is up for us so I want to thank everybody. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I want to um, thank you for calling. It was wonderful. And I really enjoyed the time. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. If you want to contact me again, you can uh, go either to my website, which is www.danadvorakanimalcommunicate.com.
or you can go to my email and email me your request or concerns and that is Dana Communicates at Yahoo.com. And you know my name spells D-A-N-A-D-V-O-R-A-K. And also there is a phone number which you can call 310-600-3695. Again, thank you so much. And you guys have been wonderful and have a wonderful blessed day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.